This is the FSF Podcast Crossover Connection bonus episode. Hi guys and welcome to another FSF Podcast Crossover Edition bonus episode. Each and every Wednesday we are attempting to bring you shows that either we have worked very closely with or shows that we think that you will enjoy because we enjoy the show as well. Today we're bringing you our very good friends, and I mean that honestly, our very good friends over at Three Geeks Podcast. Uh, they have a fantastic show. We've worked cl- very closely with them, and we enjoy their show. Uh, I think each, each of us, Kathleen, Nick, and I have all been on their show at one point or another, and we've worked a couple Comic-Cons with them as well. But this week's episode that we're sharing with you is an episode about The Last of Us from HBO and some of their favorite zombie adaptations of the past. I think you guys will really enjoy it. Be sure to go down in the show notes down below and follow them on their socials. You will not be disappointed. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Three Geeks Podcast. I was told intro should be about five seconds, so that's what you guys got. <laughs> I am very excited to sit here and talk with my friends about a lot of things that happened this week, uh, one of those being The Last of Us, and we're going to talk some other zombie projects. There's a lot to talk about. Lots to talk about. I was very excited to find out that Chucky was, one, nominated for a GLAAD award, and two, renewed for season three. That's great news. Uh, I'm surprised it took so long because it's one of the best shows on television right now. Uh, also, we got a renewal of Cobra Kai. As a, much of a fan as I am of this series, I'm glad that they're wrapping it up on a high note. And I can't wait to see where season six takes us and what ridiculousness the characters are going to get into. And Only Murders in the Building is going to get just a little bit better. Like, I didn't think it was possible to add to this already stacked cast. But no, we're getting Meryl Streep. <laughs> and I, I can't wait to see uh, what they got in store for us there, too. What have you guys been up to? How's you guys doing today? Doing well, how are you? I couldn't be any better right now, Justin, <laughs> if I tried. That's good. That's cool. awesome. Yep, doing okay. Managing. Nice. Watched a very boring episode of Matlock. Spoiler alerts for Matt Talk uh, that's coming tomorrow. You guys can check that out there. But, um, yeah, lots to get to. So did you guys have a chance to check out The Last of Us? Uh, the first like twenty ish minutes, I, re- I really liked it. But, yeah, it was. I didn't get it all the way through, but I- I've enjoyed it a lot so far. Damn it, uh, Justin! You had one assignment. I know. This week. I know. Just the worst. I haven't. I haven't watched it yet either. So I'm slow on HBO shows in the first couple of ep- episodes, and then I'll pick up probably like episode four. I'll be like, I'm gonna check this out finally. Yeah. Then you get to binge a little bit. I get it. I uh, I did watch it, and I have no. Like marriage to the game, I know um, briefly what happened. I was never really a PlayStation guy up until this year. We'll get into that a little bit later when we talk about consoles. But um, The Last of Us is so good. Like it is very well done. Pedro Pascal is just great. Like is he just gonna do shows where he protects smaller people from now on? Like I mean, The Mandalorian and this. Like I, I'm all for it. Pedro Pascal just continue <laughs> to uh, to protect the smalling. Pedro Pascal for live action banjo and kazooie. Oh, I would love that. There we go. <laughs> but uh, the casting is great on this show. Uh, the writing is solid. The um, suspense is solid. Even uh, the people that played the video game. Like, this is, like, the first, like, adaptation in a long time where it just seems to be getting love from every angle. There's not people complaining, you know, this does not feel like my video game. And I think 
I think the formula is right because video games always video game movies they always try to do something new with the source material like they try to create a new story or whatever and you know with when they make books they they tend to follow the book's formula they may change some things up but the story is you know relatively the same i'm kind of glad that they did that with this like they didn't try to make something new they're just adapting the game's story and i think that's working really well for them i mean it de- it depends on the franchise too because yeah like you're saying last of us has a pretty straightforward story like there's no flexibility it's not like there's last of us mario party or something you know the the whereas something like say mario or sonic or something that has a wide spanning decades long franchise where they try all these different things and when you do a movie adaptation you're like what do we pull from do we pull from the classic old school games do we pull from some of the newer stuff that they've done do we pull from the sillier aspects and so forth but here it's like yeah last of us it, it's basically yeah it's a novel it's a novel just happens to be a video game so you stick to that essentially <laughs> absolutely and there's, there's not a lot of action in this show yet. I mean, there's there's a few, like, small pieces. But for the most part, it's pretty laid in drama. And I'm really digging that aspect of it. Because even The Walking Dead at a point became, okay, we got to get this action piece in here. And we got to make sure we do this. And it felt a little formulaic. But so far, they have not done that in this show yet. Does does it follow the structure of the first game where you, you basically do start off on breakout day? Or yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's uh, from what I've been told from people that play the game thoroughly. So far, it's fairly one to one. That's that's going to be the hurdle for me because nothing will beat that opening experience of the of the first sure. game where you're in where you're like where do, what's going on? Like you, I was given no con given no context as to where you're going in this, and then all of a sudden that hard right into this is depressing. Yeah. Oh, I can tell you, man. Even knowing the story, like I I know the basic beats of the story even knowing what happens to the daughter and so forth it still punched me in the face emotionally which yeah. i was really happy for like it was still able to pack that punch but uh well yeah that, that that'll be that'll be once it if it buys me on that then i'll be in because that that's going to be the high emotional bar to clear yeah very good hbo max show it'll probably get canceled by them next week because they tend to <laughs> kidding but no check it out it's definitely a solid uh five out of five for the first episode it just emotionally packs that punch and it's definitely something you want to go back and watch whoops i accidentally threw justin out of the show i did not mean to do that justin i apologize did you monetize us go do your homework apparently that's right go watch this show why are you here you should be watching the show yeah justin how dare you sleep oh uh, so I did. I, I thought it'd be funny with Max here, but I thought this. I thought these would be funny. So I'm running through like OBS, and I thought like, let's do, and then we can do this. Days since last monetization, Max is so oh, wrong way. I think I think Max is demonetization clock, and then I can have. <laughs> that's really cool and then we can do that. can that only show up that can only show up on your display though right it can't show up yeah but i can we can set it up through obs wherever right i can yeah. do any type of thing for our audio <laughs> listeners justin has a demonetization <laughs> clock and a day is it day since last cuss word day since last monetization which is yeah. zero. <laughs> zero. <laughs> 
Well, now you're tempting fate because <laughs> he, may, he may be listening or he may be watching right now and he'd be like, oh, it's so tempting. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we could ruin this. How can, yeah, how can, I throw a, how can I throw a gear into the works here? <laughs> That's funny, man. I like that a lot. That's what you've been doing instead of watching. Uh, last that, was last, that was last night for me. Sleep, <laughs> worth it. Yeah, worth it. I thought it was fun. Nice. I did. I did log in the Streamyards this morning, and I saw a test. Was that you? The test? Yeah, I had like four of those. I was trying to figure out audio, so like if I ever wanted to run through my desktop and my mic through Streamyards, and there's like virtual audio boards you can figure out, but eleven o'clock at night, it wasn't worth it. But you audio. definitely can do it. Yeah, that those will not be up during our Thanksgiving or our uh, Valentine's Day love uh, get ready for <laughs> okay. the <live> show. <laughs> I can tell you right now that show's going to be dirty, and I'm apologizing in advance. But Justin, what did you do instead of watching Last of Us? Um, what did you watch? I mean, anything this fun? Stuff, um, what did I watch? I watched. Oh, I rewatched Babysitter's Killer, that, that um, Queen Bee one, the second of a Babysitter Killer thing on Netflix. Oh, yeah, I liked movie. it. Yeah, I like that movie. It cracked me up. It's just a fun, dumb watch, but I enjoy it a lot. Um, I want to watch Babylon. I haven't got a chance to get to Babylon yet, though. I'd like to watch it, too. Given, given how like split down the middle people are about it, I'm genuinely curious about it. Because I typically enjoy Damien Chazelle movies. I don't know. I haven't seen La La Land, but I've seen his other stuff. I've seen like Whiplash and things like that. So I'm generally curious, like what people either really love about it or really hate about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've heard Tobey Maguire is excellent, though, being whatever he's doing in it. <laughs> he's usually pretty solid in general. You know, like Spider Man to me was a little iffy, but yeah. That's fun. What about you, Mike? I know you watched Bullet Train based on Justin and I's recommendation. I love Bullet. <laughs> can we switch that up to mike's demonetization clock uh, <laughs> um I, I i watched a couple of things uh and i got more the second one i i enjoyed things more as i was watching stuff i started off my early well not early weekend but i started off my usually i get into viewing movies like later in the week and so i watched the documentary uh the hatchet wielding hitchhiker which is about that guy from 2013 kai who mm. was that meme smash 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 and then he actually committed a murder apparently so i and that was that was disgusting because it was all it was was like all the people the press agents and people like were like we're gonna make this meme guy a thing we're gonna get him on jimmy kimmel and we're gonna blow up his you know q rating even though he's like there's clearly something going on with this guy that he needs more than just like you know national widespread you know popularity he needs like services he needs help mm -hmm. and so basically the documentary is just them being like none of us saw that coming and it's like no you chose not to see it coming so that's on you so terrible then i watched bullet train at your recommendation and I, I, I mentioned to you guys in the chat, it was already kind of an annoying day. And I was genuinely looking forward to watching it. I was like, I'm going home to Netflix. I've got it on my you know, watch list. I'm just going to settle down and lose myself to about two hours of silly action fluff. And it just annoyed me further because I, I'm sorry. I'm glad you guys like it. I mean, I'm glad there's an audience for it, certainly. But I, I just don't see it. 
I couldn't get past a couple of things. The fact that it is trying to basically try hard with a bunch of different styles, a bunch of different influences that it's clearly lifting from. Uh, the fact also, too, that the Asian actors are the more fascinating people in the movie. And it's a shame because this novel, I guess, originally all the leads were Asian. All the leads were Japanese. But instead, we're left with Brad Pitt doing his bumbling around like a lovable doofus thing for like the 20th time. And Aaron Taylor Johnson. Aaron Taylor Johnson does he does it so much better in like Burn After Reading and stuff like that. Like here, I and also I just can get into the action too. Like I'm like okay, whatever. Characters are poop. Let's let's get into the action and the action didn't wow me. Sorry, gentlemen. Like yeah, I thought it'd be cool. Close quarters fighting on a train didn't work for me. Anytime they went outside the train or the big finale at the end, I'm just like green screen everywhere as far as the eye can see i don't care it's, i don't care if it's stylized it works for something cartoony like deadpool it doesn't work here for me and yeah none of the lead characters wowed me except for andrew koji and uh haruki sanada like they're i was like give these guys their movie scorpion and storm shadow teaming up hell yeah. yeah give me that give me that these gentlemen have far more gravitas than everyone else here so, and then right. I watched, and then I watched Birth of the Dragon because I'm like, let's see something that has an actual like, you know, Asian lead, and it doesn't because it's Bruce Lee, it's uh, Wong Jackman, and the imaginary white kid that they befriended to help take down human trafficking in Chinatown <laughs> in the '60s, and I was mad about that. I'm like, gross, because Bruce Bruce Lee's portrayed as sort of a jerk wad in it too so i'm just like uh whatever so after that i decided you know what let's watch enter the dragon because i haven't watched enter the dragon in a while and i'm like there we go that's a sweet spot for me enter the <laughs> dragon good stuff i could have steered you away from the the bruce lee movie um sorry you had to suffer through that it was so bad. i mean I, I expect nothing less from wwe films so oh uh, <laughs> yeah uh is everyone excited for the Invincible two like season? I, I saw there's a trailer release. It's coming out later this year. I mean, it's like a teaser with Seth Rogen and Stephen Young voicing their characters, and they're just like, "I hear you've been working on some stuff." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, there's there's stuff coming." And they're like, uh, "When are we gonna get it? Like an exact date?" <laughs> like you know, expect. The yeah, Seth Rogen I, laugh or something. But I love that Seth Rogen is like killing it in comic book adaptations. Something about that just makes me happy because he does the boys too, right? It's him. Yeah, he's uh, what's his name? Alan the Alien or something like that. I can't remember what the character. That's Invincible, right? He's about the boys. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Invincible. He uh, Stephen Young is Invincible. Uh, Seth Rogen is the Orange Alien with the. Yeah, yeah. I I think maybe I misunderstood, but Jason, you're saying Seth Rogen's a part of the boys too, right? Yeah, the boys on Amazon. Oh, the boys. I'm sorry, I thought you said the boys. No, yeah. it's all right. It works both ways. I didn't know yeah, either. It one. Well, and he did preacher and all that stuff too. So he's been involved in comic book stuff for a while. I'm waiting with bated breath to see what he does with Ninja Turtles because that's coming out this year. I hope it's good. Ninja Turtles needs a win. That's the video game. Video game. It's good. it's going to be more of the family friendly friendly Ninja Turtles stuff. Certainly, it's it's animated, but uh, if he can make it somehow more enjoyable than the base stuff. Good on him. 
I love the second Bay movie. I know I'm in an island by myself, but there's something about that. I mean, that I love. I mean, I'm I'm kind of with you too because I have that Ninja Turtle filter going for me all the time. So I'm just like, it's stupid, it, and it's better than the first one. So, but also, yeah, I just need <laughs> something good. Yep, uh, my highlight of the week, and we're about to watch it. I am so excited for this. This trailer looks like it's a breath of fresh air for this franchise. I am all in, and we're gonna check it out right now. Do we need to be talking over? Is that what's her name? You know, Ortega. Ortega's uh, Wednesday being so popular is really gonna help this franchise. Oh. pretty brazen yeah like this is just new york though <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like go to the wrong bodega i'm like you all might be wowed by this but i'm like that was <laughs> that was moving in day for me <laughs> i think this is the best scream trailer they've ever released out of all six movies personally the secret there's a darkness inside of me. Because all the other ones have been more or less the same. It starts with a phone call followed me and here. then goes from there. And it's going to keep coming for us. We share a certain history. I'm glad Hayden Pantiero's back. Like I really liked her in 4. What is this place? A shrine. And like the uh, Museum of Ghostface uh, memorabilia. That's wild. Yeah. Hello. Let's play a game. You know you're like the tenth guy to try this, right? It never <laughs> worked out for the dipshit in the mask. Maybe. Well, Courtney Cox just demonetized us. <laughs> it's alright. Well, we're not monetized anyway. We have to get a certain amount of subscribers first. So subscribe, everybody. Subscribe. She does not say head. I guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe. I guess. I guess dipshit is passable. Maybe very safe. I have been hearing a lot in more mainstream, like green green band trailers. So. Yeah. We're like. Joaquin Phoenix is on that train. <laughs> Send in the clowns. See, I, I kind of, I was like, okay, yeah, it's this. It's like scream flash mob, ghost face sla- uh, flash mob, basically. <laughs> it's gonna be more than one killer. I mean, there'll be like a ringleader, but it's gonna be more than one killer. Yeah, it's. I'm in. I'm glad that they're kind of breaking away from the formula. Um, Seems like Ghostface is more open with being out in the open, but like Mike said, it's kind of a New York thing. Like he can probably get away with a lot of kills (laughs) before anybody recognizes. Well, even 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 on that like bus line, because in this universe, like these kill these murders are pretty well known. Like they've got like world renowned like attention and stuff like that. So like even on that subway uh, scene, like people wearing Ghostface masks, no one's like phased by that, and everyone's just like whatever <laughs> and i should correct i was like yes yeah, spoilers but i do understand that the killer has been multiple people in the past before yes i concur i think the killer is somebody we've seen in the movies before i do like that they brought hayden back i really liked her in four and you know we never saw a body and west craven always said she was still alive so 
I'm glad we're getting her back. I guess they had to look for her. Like, nobody knew in Hollywood where she was. So they had to, like, reach out to directors and producers to find Hayden Pantiera to try to get her in this movie. So um, I'm glad they did. Had to take it easy after, you know, Heroes. No, she had some some, some uh, some issues. But she's, I guess, worked through them. Okay, Uh, that's good. Good for her. It looks better than Five, and I love Five. So I'm in. Justin, what do you think of that? Because I know you're... A mild fan of the Scream franchise? You're not like me who just loves it and wants everything to do with it. Yeah, mild. I wasn't a big fan of the last movie. It was okay. It was fine. But, I mean, I'll go see it. I make no promises of liking it, but I'll definitely go see it. You can't. Yeah, you can't make it. I wish that... um, I know we've had the Scream TV series before, but I kind of wish that they'd move this over to TV because I think it lends itself a little bit better. Keep the actors. you, You can get Courtney Cox in. Hayden Pantiera for a limited series. And I, I think Nev Campbell not coming back is probably going to be one of the best things that ever happened for this franchise because it's going right. to feel a little bit more fresh. And Jenna Ortega is probably going to shift more to the lead of the series. And I'm okay with that. I like her a lot as an actress. Do you have an in universe reason why Sydney's not there anymore? It's in New York. I mean, it's probably an easy, That's it. Okay. <laughs> probably an easy way to, to come up with it. I'm sure we'll find something out. Uh, give it a couple years. She'll be taking over the Jamie Lee Curtis. Like I'm, I've been living in a bunker for a while. Well, Scream sets it up for that. So like in 20 years, they can do the whole. The sequels never happened. Here is the true follow up to Scream One. I totally am expecting that to happen because it even fits their formula, the whole meta thing. So, so it's like the Kimmy Schmidt thing that came out of the the Scream bunker. Just find her in the, in the ground. Unbreakable Sydney Prescott. <laughs> um, what's your thoughts on the Rick and Morty stuff? Uh, Justin Roland might be going to jail. Yeah. Um, I mean, that sucks that it turns out he's a total monster in that a Total regard. POS, yeah. Yeah, Crazy. yeah, that really sucks. Uh, but at the same time, like, I'm one of those people, like, I like their show. I like Rick and Morty. I don't mind it's harsher you know comedy at times it's more nihilistic kind of outlook because that actually kind of reflects a lot of my own sensibilities at times but i'm also not like so overly like invest i'm not a pickle rick person i'm not that obnoxious about enjoying the show that if it goes away or if they have to shuffle it up a little bit like i'm not going to be like devastated like it it, it, i enjoy it and i'll certainly rewatch it if it stays on hbo max however long hbo max stays around uh but you know if this is kind of the end of the run of the show like all the best all the best to the talent behind it that aren't pos's that Mm -hmm. i hope find great work outside of it uh but yeah yeah if the show has to die for justice i'm okay with it yeah yeah. (laughs) or you know it doesn't even have to die like there are people out there that do pretty good rick and morty impressions like i know he voices like 80% 80% of the show, but you can find ways around it. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure your diehards would understand too. I mean, there'd be some growing pains, but if you're, let's put it this way, if you're idolizing more than man, even after all this stuff has been brought to light, then there, there's something you. about your evaluation of fandom that you need to reassess. Like, cause he, he's only the co-creator, right? So they could essentially, Morty so yeah no I, I get that but you like Mike said you can find voiceover actors that can do Close. Uh, just exactly. as good of a job yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure so, so 
what, what it is, whatever it is. And uh, yeah, sure. I'm dis- I'll be disappointed if it goes away, but also I'm like, I totally understand if it needs to go away. I agree too. Yeah. And there's a lot of it. I mean, we've already gotten more than they were expecting to give us. We had three seasons and that was supposed to be the end of it, but more came. Thing is, is that they've always said that they've always tried to take a hard line against serialization and I don't know what they're trying to do, too. Every time they, they feel like the viewing audience is like, oh, I can't wait to see where this leads. They try to subvert that. So that might get old fast regardless. So at this point, it's like, yeah, that's be kind of the ultimate expression on Rick and Morty. It ends on a huge, big question mark and leaves you unsatisfied. That's totally in the spirit of the show. <laughs> yeah, go watch. Um, if you guys are big Rick and Morty fans and it gets canceled, check out Lower Decks. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that also produced by Royland? That'd be funny. Just half of the cartoons on TV yeah. Just well, he's got that one. Or he's got Rick and Morty. I think Lower Decks is produced by his production or somebody close to the Rick and Morty production. And then Solar Opposites was. I've never, yeah. I never watched Solar yeah. Opposites, so I don't know anything about it. So, has anyone yeah. checked out the '90s show? I did. Yeah. I did. Good. I watched it with my daughter. Um, it's not as good as that 70s show. Like, if you're yeah. going into it expecting that 70s show, you're going to be disappointed. Uh, it's made for people who have a kid. Like, uh, I don't think it's made. Like, Justin, if you go into it, I don't think you're going to find as much fun in the show. I mean, Red Foreman is the reason I wanted to watch the show. And that it delivers on 1,000%. Mm-hmm. The original cast just has cameos in the first episode. And then Fez a few times during the series because he plays a hairdresser in town. And then... Um, Leo, Tommy Chong is also in a couple episodes and he delivers like the original cast delivers. Like if they wanted to bring back that 70s show and just have them all play teenagers again, I'd be 1000% in because <laughs> they all mostly look the same. But um, yes, it is. It is a sitcom, but I'm going to praise two of the actors because I think they did a great job. The 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 actress who plays Leia, um, Eric and Donna's daughter. She has all of Topher Grace's mannerisms down. She makes the same faces. Like you can tell, like if you were trying to convince me that that was um, Topher Grace's daughter, I would believe you because she's got it all down one thousand percent. And then there's also a young Kelso. Like Kelso has a son and the group, and he's her love interest, whatever. And he looks and has all of Ashton's mannerisms down, like to a T. And I was just really impressed with those two on the cast. But you know, it's a, it's a teenage show. Um, it does, you know, have that where it crosses the line a little bit like the, that 70s show did as far as, you know, what they're going to try to fit into the humor, like sexually and drugly. But, um, yeah, the show's fine. Like, I don't hate watching it. I would never recommend this to Mike or Max because they, they're not going to get the same enjoyment. Like, I, I enjoy watching it with Kylie and her seeing, you know, like the younger representation, kind of her version of that 70s show. Mm-hmm. But I'm there for Red Foreman. Like, that's that's what I'm there for. I love all of his foot in the asses and i love how how much nicer he is to his granddaughter than he was to his son and uh just his his interactions to having another kelso running around the house is also uh fantastic and i love everything with him and deborah uh joe rupp they are 1000 percent great and then like i said the cameos were fine ashton kutcher was in it for like a minute and uh it was everything you expected out of seeing that character 20 years later he's now married to jackie And um, even Mila Kunis, like her cameo, like you would have thought no time passed. Like they all came in, did their characters and left. 
Um, Eric was on pretty much the whole first episode, and then they leave for daughter for the summer. But um, yeah, the show show's fine. I I'm enjoying it. Would I be watching it on my own? I don't know. I can't honestly answer that. But um, I have enjoyed it. It's given me what I wanted out of that '90s show. But like I said, I wouldn't recommend it to a lot of people. I sure. recommend it to specific groups. So I'm curious to see what you think, Justin, if you watch yeah, it. Yeah, I, uh, I think that's a fair assessment for me. Not because I don't have kids, but because I don't like that 70s show. I think oh. that 70s show is one of the most overrated comedies from that era. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, as soon as I saw the trailer for it, I'm just like, yeah, it's definitely not for me. And, I'll, I, yeah, what you're saying makes sense, like, I was getting some Full House vibes from it. I'm like, that 70s show never struck me as a Full House thing. But then they're smoking pot in the basement or whatever, and I'm just like, okay, there it is. I'm just like, they're doing the same thing that they did back then because we got to ape the style of the original show, which I didn't think was that great to begin with. Like, so. um, that, I'm glad you brought that up, Mike, because you know that 70s show was supposed to be like the anti-sitcom. Like, this is Friends, but we're going to do it different. Like, they're going to be druggies and they're going to do this and they're going to do that. They're going to talk a lot more about sex. This does not feel like it's anti anything. It feels like um, a Nickelodeon. I must say Nickelodeon because Nickelodeon gets more risque than like Disney does. It's like a Nickelodeon show thrown in a bit more risque. Like you're getting closer to that 70s show with some of the risque stuff they talk about, but it still feels like a Nickelodeon show within that 70s show because all the stuff with the adults feels like the original that 70s show. So it's just it's a weird melty pot melting pot of shows. I only like the fact that they use cheap trick in the uh, original show. Oh, the, the new remix, song. the remix of that for the new show is awful. It is awful. Yeah. Just another like that's why I'll keep away from it because I'm like don't ruin my cheap trick. Yeah, it's like some like <laughs> '90s like style remix. Yeah, I'm good. We skip it every time. My daughter even hates it. She's like, this song sucks. <laughs> Maybe we'll fix it. For she has good two. taste then. Good. <laughs> it's weird to watch a show where they're all actually teenagers in real life because all the kids are actually kids, like 15, 16 year olds. But uh, like I said, it, it's good enough for me to keep watching it with her because we're having a good time together. Um, but I don't know that I would recommend it to everybody because it's not that 70s show. Like it has hints of it. Like the first episode feels like that 70s show because Eric's in it, Donna's in it. And then, it, you know, you get a quick cameo from Kelso and um, uh, Jackie. But I just want it to be revealed maybe at the end, like, oh, this is all in what's the name of that one town Wanda took over. And that <laughs> they're just living in, in the sitcom format because Wanda forces them to. And this is just one of the phases. That would be funny. Is her name Deborah Jo Rupp? Yeah. Yeah. She, she was in WandaVision, right? Yeah. yeah. And she's coming yeah. back for the Agatha series. Yeah, that oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Everyone lives there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's two and a half out of five for me. It's middle of the road. Um, yeah. I've gotten a bit pickier, I think, with sitcoms uh, mm. down the road. Mm. And I think there's a time and place for sitcoms, but um, you got to do it right. <laughs> I have gotten pickier, man. I watch, uh, what sitcom do I watch? I watch The Connors, and that's about it, sitcom-wise. Because I think The Connors has done really well. Um, home economics. I don't know if I'd consider that a sitcom. That's with it. I've completely like stopped liking the Goldbergs, but for some reason I keep watching it. <laughs> it's because it's like my um, comfort blanket. I keep going, hoping that it gets good again. But even the creator of the show, Adam F. Goldberg, took his name off the show like four years ago, and he like down talks it like so much in the press. If the wrestler Goldberg isn't in the show ninety five percent of the time, I don't want to watch it. 
that's not about. I mean, it's, it's an ABC <laughs> show, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so ABC is owned by Disney. So Disney is milking, milking, like I said last week, milking those sweet money teats. Yeah, I keep well, forgetting that the Connors is on ABC because it doesn't feel like an ABC show. It feels more like an NBC show because mm-hmm. they also get pretty uh, risque. Oh, yeah. they'll they'll beat those horses to death. So those poor horses. Yeah, poor horses. <laughs> Zombie movies. I recently watched uh, the original Dawn of the Dead again. I absolutely loved it, and I've been watching the. Uh, I'm going to make a very bold statement right here, and I have my reasons. I think the Night of the Living Dead remake is better than the original, and the reason I say that is because uh, Barbara is not just sitting on a couch crying for 15 minutes. Like She's actually a character and not just a a wimp on a couch for a good portion of the movie, because I I really like the Barbara character in the second one, and I think she's better done. Sorry. Is that that where brains bring for the title of the show? Is this the, the topic of brains? Yeah. Zombies. What about you guys? What you guys been watching? Did you guys see the remake of Night of the Living Dead from the nineties with Tom Savini so. as the director? I think so. You I saw the first one. But. It's got Keith. Keith David is in it. Uh, it was recommended to me by uh, Mick, and I. It's really good. Even Dan, I think, liked it. Uh, but I, I recommend the Night of the Living Dead remake because cool. I like the new adaptation of Barbara. Like the movie's pretty much the same, only she's not just a damsel in distress. Hmm. Okay. I mean that's cool. I, I I didn't I don't mind what you called like the wimpification of Barbara in the original because there was clearly other issues going on there aside from the zombie thing that caused her to kind of shut down mentally and emotionally a little bit. Like, you know, lost her brother, her brother was kind of a gaslighting D bag, so like she was already sort of mentally fragile and then the horrific stuff really happens, so it kind of made sense in that version for her to go catatonic i'd be curious to see like what they do with the character in uh a different version of it as long as it does like did it change up anything significantly in terms of the arc of the story itself or okay no i i i think i would actually take me off because it's like that's the whole point of that finale of that whole ending it's like i think i would actually recommend this to you to check out mike i think you might like it or at least like the the differences and like i said it's directed by tom savini i don't know if that was his only film that he made but um i know he wanted to do some other things differently but they wouldn't let him so i'm curious to hear what you think about that mike what, what kind of zombie movies do you guys like what have you been watching i know mike you recently watched the original night of the living dead didn't you i mean i revisit it every halloween just as kind of like a tradition and like i was saying like that's why you know i don't mind it's antiquated kind of look at certain characters because you know it was what it was for the time and so forth. I, I definitely like Day of the Dead out of that first clump of Romero zombie movies. Day of the Dead is my favorite just because of, you know, it actually takes a hard mirror to humanity overall. It's like, are we worth salvaging at the end of the day? This is how we act. This is where, you know, cat- catastrophe takes us. And when you sympathize with a zombie more so than any of the human characters, like, Yep. So, I I honestly haven't watched any zombie-related stuff recently. I don't know. I'll, I'll get I, back into it. I haven't seen Day of the Dead yet. I, I need to add that to my list. I did watch um, the sequel to Dawn of the Dead, the movie Zombie, and I really like that movie a lot. The sequel. Yeah. 
As in, like, Italians tried to figure out a way to cash in on it. <laughs> yeah, it's called Zombie, but it's technically supposed to be Dawn of the Dead 2. And then there's a Zombie 3, which is really confusing because there's no Zombie 2. No. Because Zombie 2 is essentially Dawn of the Dead. Lots, and, of, uh, Filip- lots of Filipinos and bit parts in those. Because <laughs> you get to film in the Philippines for a little bit. Or at least in the West Coast, where there's a lot of the Filip- Filipino people. Yeah, it definitely it felt a little bit like a Romero movie, the the zombie. I I I have been trying to find Zombie three, four, and five, even though I've heard they're not very good. But um, I'm curious to see. Kind of, I like the zombie subgenre quite a bit more so than I did when I was younger. If we're talking about if we're talking about the same Zombie three, just get ready for any and all rules that had to do with Romero zombies to be thrown out the window because <laughs> Zombie three is just like we're giving you everything. <laughs> And then uh, uh, Return of the Living Dead is another favorite of mine. It's uh, I had not seen that movie until a few years ago, but it's everything that I remembered stereotyped about zombies, you know, saying brains and all that fun stuff. That's a pretty funny flick. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead is still probably my favorite zombie movie just because of how lighthearted it is. I like, I like comedy horror more than I like horror horror. Yeah, it's like lighthearted and it's pretty faithful to being a zombie movie too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so I'm sitting, I got a PS5 recently, and I, um, for the first time in my life, I think I like a PlayStation console better than an Xbox or Microsoft console, which I'm really surprised by. I still like my Switch better because I like Mario and Donkey Kong and stuff more than any other game in the world. But I I, I think I mentioned it last week. I've been playing Final Fantasy VII, the remake on the PS5. And the thing that I really like about the PS5 is I think their version of Game Pass is better. Because you can get like actual Sony releases, so it's got Spider Man, Spider Man Two, or Miles Morales Spider Man, and you know Last of Us, Last of Us Two. It, I, I think, I'm sorry to say this as a Microsoft fanboy, like I was a stan of Microsoft for a long time, and I'm telling you right now that I think PlayStation did something with this because graphics are unbelievable. The um, uh, God of War. Um, Ragnarok is one of the best games I've ever watched somebody play before. Like the story is phenomenal. I watched Tony play it. We have a lot of fun, but the story is phenomenal. The voice acting is phenomenal. The attention to detail, like that little head hanging as you're playing the game, its mouth is actually moving. And to me, as an old man watching somebody, it's like when my dad first saw like the PlayStation One and he saw like the football game. Like, wow, that looks so real. Like that experience is happening to me now. Like, I can't believe like that looks like an actor like on the screen almost. But um, I just, they're Game Pass, man, because they, they actually put PS1 and PS2 and PS3 games on their Game Pass thing, and that's something Microsoft is lacking in. Like, there's not a lot of Xbox One or 360 games thrown into their Game Pass, and that's a shame, because I think that they have the potential to be a pretty good service, but Sony is just really knocking it out of the park with this one. Yeah, Sony's always had really good, um, what is it? Like individual titles, like I think Sony makes some of the best video games of the like Naughty Dog and all those that get generated from their kind of internal development teams. Like I think they, they're one of the strongest in that regard. Nintendo and them, right? Microsoft leans heavily into third-party like development, but I think Sony does a great job in terms of developing games. It's great. I just wish they were more multiplayer friendly or multi-format, right? Because we had to beg and plead for them to get the Steam. Hmm. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Is like, have you tried like cross-play with anyone else who is a generation console generation below or anything like that? Like, I haven't really. 
Okay. I usually, uh, a lot of my PlayStation experience so far has been watching Tony play. Uh, Metro is the other game he's playing now, and I'm really digging that storyline too. I don't know if you guys have played the Metro series, but uh, I, I, I haven't gotten a lot into the multiplayers or playing online. Uh, I have a friend who wants to play the new Fallout tonight online, so I might try that out with her. But um, not yet. But I agree with Justin. There is not a lot of multiplayer games on the PlayStation, and that's kind of sucks. But I've been enjoying playing Jeopardy with Kylie on on the PlayStation 5. And I realize I'm a lot smarter than I realize because I'm doing really well with the non-pop culture questions. Uh, What's up, Sturdy? I cannot wait. Sturdy and I on the Scene Stops channel today, we are recording, and it's going to air sometime next week. We're recording uh, Does It Suck featuring the movie Waterworld. And I cannot, one, wait yes. to revisit Waterworld because I've seen it once in the 90s. And I remember not li- disliking it. Like, I remember enjoying the he movie. He drank his own pee. It's bad. But <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to see what this other water movie, like, after Avatar is going to be like now. I picked it up on 4K. Like, I really committed to this review. I ordered it on Amazon. I got my 4K in the eat mail. I am in. I'm How much in. is Waterworld 4K? 50 cents? Do they give it to you? Like, it's not good. It's like 14 bucks. I've heard recently. $14? There's a lot of, oh, a lot of people coming around on Waterworld. Like, yeah, bro. I mean, yeah, people, it's the reappraisal cycle. People are like, oh, yeah, it's a hidden gem. Like, I, my honest opinion, because I'm not going to be on the show, but like, my honest opinion on it is that there's stuff that works. Like, the logistics of that world are actually fun to kind of watch. Like the production, you can't argue that the production design is like second to none. Like it, stuff actually like looks like it functions really well within that world. It's just that the lead. Yeah, the, the concept was a tracks. lot of fun. Like me as a kid, I think it came out in the 90s, right? I remember watching it around then, but like I loved the idea of it, but man, it was boring to me. Like him peeing into a cylinder and then drinking it was the highlight of that movie. I was like, what the hell are we doing? (laughs) There's something about 90s Dennis Hopper movies where you can tell he's kind of sort of checked out, but he's still trying Mm -hmm. something. So between this and Super Mario Brothers, like boom, boom. Oh, I, oh, that's, that's the double feature you should watch today. Do Waterworld and go right into Mario. I might. I don't remember. Sturdy says he's never seen it, so I can't wait to kind of get his take on watching it for the first time now. Yeah, well, don't so, let me uh, sway you. Hopefully you enjoy it. I want you to. But yeah, like, you got to experience it for yourself. Honestly. Justin, it's it's me. Nobody sways my opinion on anything. Sure. <laughs> I like I'm not what I like. Sturdy more. But yeah, I'm with you. But, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, like, it's hard to ever beat Nintendo in my eyes because they have so many games that I like, but this PlayStation five is pretty slick and I'm sure it's the same for the PS4. The only thing I give Microsoft the edge up on over PlayStation is I like their interface better. Like I like Nintendo. I downloaded a soundboard. Let me know if you can hear this. Yes. A lot of fun. (laughs) Sorry. That was loud. (laughs) Look at that guys. Maybe you can use podcast. You can we use got. that for whenever Max is about to curse. You just be like, "That mother." Yeah. <laughs> what a delay, Justin. What a f oh, uh, delay. Uh, dang it! I gotta get better at that. We're gonna be like live uh, ABC in like the '90s, where they would say the f word and then they'd block it, or it was MTV. Like you'd hear the word and then they'd mute the word after. Yep, (laughs) it definitely have to be a post process though, because you know curses go by so fast though that even like last week we were like, wait, did we curse? Who cursed? What? 
We had I two efforts last week. It was me and then Max. But so that's just, pretty good. We've had zero they, today. They yeah. go by so fast. Well, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, I mean, it'll be a highlight of the demonetization clock. We're doing great. I should change it to Mike because Mike asked. Yeah, nice. And it's actually been longer than that. Well, I paused it because I thought we had ruined it during the video. We, yeah, well, screw, yeah, Courtney Cox almost ruined us. Yeah. So I reevaluated and said, screw it. We'll, we'll yeah. run it. But, and also, we were well into the, I think, like you were saying, it's like only the first. Yeah, it's like the first. Video, so. like, yeah. So. We're, we're playing by the rules, algorithm. Yeah. If you're out there listening, which I know you are. Oh, yeah. dude, I love this. Production value. <laughs> That's right, guys. It only took I just have so many things to push. I'm sorry, Mike. Just turning, <laughs> into the morning, turning into the morning zoo now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, God. I love this. Still, we're going to have Hulk Hogan on. It's going to be the price I knew, I knew Mike was going to enjoy this. I was like, I, in my mind, is as soon as I started like playing with this soundboard, I was like, who are the people there? And what are they going to say? I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to go to this front. All right, everybody. 10th caller wins tickets to see Yanni. Let's get those calls in right now. Hi, you're on the air. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Production uh, value, folks. Took us 10 years. We have production value. Long time caller for, or long time listener, first time caller. I love I love calls on t- uh, radio shows because sometimes you can't even understand the caller. We, we should just turn into the Phil Hendry show where he's does all the voices. <laughs> oh, my dear Lord. Well, let me tell you, madam. <laughs> oh, so, Justin, what have you been reading this week? Anything fun that you can recommend to our audience? I think so. Hold on, Justin. I got a caller right here coming from Minnesota. <laughs> I was reading the book Saga. Very good. I enjoyed it. And my dog is barking in the background, so I apologize. But Saga is great. It's like Romeo and Juliet, I think, is where I'm at in terms of the story. Uh, you have two people from different planets. One's a moon of the original planet. And uh, they make a baby, and that's kind of ruffling some feathers. Yeah. Uh, and let me go see what the heck my dog's doing. Your, your like, dog is pretty upset about it. We need to make a baby. <laughs> Justin dogs uh, monetization. <laughs> oh my gosh, Justin is on top of like production game right now. He's just like BRB. It's not longer like Burt Reynolds. Well, What's Justin. Justin's like, let's take the Three Geeks podcast to the next level. Like, let's try to really go for it this year. Man, he's not yeah, kidding. He's, he's got a – he's doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Um, I want that be right back thing for my screen too. It needs to be the old, like, technical diff- – you need to come up with, like, a te- technical difficulties uh, image or something like that. Someone messing with wires or something. But <laughs> uh, I'll pick up where Justin left off. I, I... – so again, mentioned Ninja Turtles fan. So I've been reading the IDW comic for years now uh, that they've been putting out, like their longest running Ninja Turtle series ever. And they're in this big crossover event called the Armageddon Game, where basically like all these different factions are like collaborating or working against each other. You got the Turtles and their allies in one section. You've got like Krang and his, you know, developing. Uh, kind of agenda you've got the rat king is like a big like otherworldly god in this universe so he's the one orchestrating all this he's like the thanos of it all 
Um, one second here. I got to plug in my laptop because it is dying. Um, you've got other interstellar adventures taking place. And so it's all coming together pretty well, I find. But it's a lot of tie-ins, too. That's the thing, though. They're getting me with all... They had the checklist of, like, be sure to get the Alliance number two and get uh, opening moves three or whatever. And here's the main storyline. I'm, so, I'm, I'm able to follow it pretty much okay. They're all on a, the same page, and it works chronologically pretty well. But it's just like, man, it's a big crossover. And it's going to go eight issues. Nice. Honestly. That's awesome. Have you guys seen these yet? Sorry. What's up? Have you guys seen these? Uh, these oh, toys. Yeah. They have a they have a comic book series where they meet yeah. up. That's awesome. Yeah, with the Ninja Turtles are morphing. I think that's pretty cool. That's cool. Well, in the in the because I have the original. It's like a five part comic book series. Like Tommy Oliver joins the Foot Clan for his own personal reasons, and Shredder like figures out pretty early on who he is. So he like steals his morpher thing, mm-hmm. and Shredder becomes the Green Ranger. And goes to like war with That's Rita. Awesome. And the other Power Rangers get sapped of their powers, but Zordon like instills the powers to the turtles. So like the second half of the crossover, the turtles in April are the Power Rangers. I need to read this. How did I miss this? I'm all in. There's a there's a sequel series coming too. I, I know That's about awesome. the the new one coming. But I didn't know. That's awesome. I'm it's, in. We should do a whole podcast. Today. It's not as it's not as good as the Batman. TMNT crossovers like I still like those more just because I'm a Batman fan but it, it's solid like I love Ninja Turtle crossovers they've met Batman the Rangers Ghostbusters like I've read the Ghostbusters one I like the Ghostbusters a lot and I read the really Batman good. one and I watched the Batman one movie so, nothing on a tangent but Jason we're getting so much snow like it is piling up yeah that's really why I'm really glad we canceled the recording tonight because my internet tends to get spotty when it's like this and luckily so far i've been immune because i gotta record matt talk after this but um i um yeah i'm not driving anywhere today speaking of rangers uh what so i talked to you a little bit about the once and always special right yes i am stoked for that i'm afraid to play the trailer i knew i could play the screen one because i saw other youtube channels doing it i'm afraid to play the trailer for this but i am glad to see like some of this original cast like they're coming back and i believe it's actually like a a short movie or an actual episode where they're playing their roles and um you know we get walter back who played zach we get uh, uh, David Yost back as Billy. Uh, I can't, I don't know the rest of their names. We get Adam, the second Black Ranger. We get Rocky, the second Red Ranger. Cat, the second Pink Ranger. They cast uh, a young lady to be Trini's daughter. And um, I'm really liking everything I've seen from this so far. And I am all in. Like, I thought this was going to be an episode of their new, like, Power Beef Morphers or whatever it's called. And I didn't want that. Like, I didn't want to watch them in that. But I am excited for this. There's no way it works continuity-wise, but I don't care. Power Rangers doesn't really have right, continuity right. anyway. But uh, I'm all in. Like, I can't wait. They got the original voice of Alpha back and original Rita Repulsa is back as well. So Is is what is David part? David Fielding part of it? I don't know. I've only seen, like, those. I know Amy Jo Johnson recently posted on uh, Instagram. She's like, I didn't say no. I said, but I didn't say yes to what they initially offered me. And then I mm. never heard back. <laughs> 
And then um, there's somebody suited up as the Green Ranger in the trailer. And I know it's not Jason David Frank because he was filming something else and turned it down. So I'm really curious who that's going to end up being. But I am I'm all in like I'm excited as uh, the fan I am. I don't think they're going to win new Power Rangers fans, but it's definitely going to be fun to go back and watch. There's plenty of old Power Ranger fans. Yeah, I think (laughs) it'll be good old nostalgia hit for the old fans. I was watching something on YouTube. It had Walter and Austin who played the original Red and Black Ranger. And my mom's like, who are they? And I'm like, she stopped by. I'm like, it's the original Power Rangers guy. She's like, that black guy does not look like he's old enough to be an he original looks Power Ranger. He I'm looks like, incredible. no joke. He looks like he's still a teenager. Like, it's yeah. unbelievable. Um, black yeah, don't crack, man. Black don't crack. It's That, that saying exists for a reason. It's like, he, he looks good. Max and I were talking about that. Like, black people stay young so long so they're not like there's a, there's a point where they just stop looking young but it goes That's <laughs> no dude we grad look at me i mean we gradually build to old age i've looked this way consistently for about a decade so i'll maybe there's some. Mike, don't this, crack. this 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 side of my face if you see like the big part that's developing in my hair somewhere <laughs> i'm gonna join a monastery in like the next year or so oh that's right sturdy that's right um yeah no i'm excited for that i'm super in but um i slacked in the reading area i'm like i'm reading my book that i've been reading but as far as comments of reading go i've been really like slacking i got the power rangers godzilla uh comic books and i haven't read them yet i'm looking forward to diving i love the crossovers that they're doing in comic books in general like i'm all in like i wish they would animate some of this stuff like I would love to see the animated Power Rangers Turtles crossover, especially after yeah. Mike Mike sold me on it. Like animate that, like let's watch that, because the last Turtles crossover was fun to watch. The Batman one. I'm I'm sure they'll get get around to it at some point. I know it's always when these crossovers, it's always like a logistical thing because different studios. Well, for a while, Power Rangers was owned by Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon, but now they're uh, is it Disney or Disney sold them to Netflix and Hasbro. Netflix, Netflix has and the Hasbro. streaming okay. rights, so. I don't know. Hasbro and Netflix might be more willing to play than you know if something was owned by Disney, because like that was the thing. Is like I'm like this works great for the page, but like animation wise, or at least like even if you were attempting to make a feature, like how do you get like a Warner Brothers property mixed in with Nickelodeon? And they did it. So I mean, it's it's feasible. It's you just have to get all these different licenses on the same page. The one thing that I I like that. Netflix and Hasbro seem to be doing is since the original cast left Power Rangers, they've never used the same cast for more than one season because they didn't want to pay more money. You know, greedy, give us money. But uh, so far, Netflix has used the same cast in three different seasons. So uh, I'm glad for that because, you know, you want to be able to grow with characters. You don't want to just have to reset every year and so forth. I have not seen the new Power Rangers, but um, I'm glad that they're at least, you know, letting this cast grow a little bit, maybe right. actually paying them some money. Every ranger we've listened to or talked to has always said how much they hung over their head around, like, we'll find a new yellow ranger. Mm-hmm. Like, you keep messing around, you're going to find out. Rangers need a union. That's, like, right. That's right. It's unionism. It's union time. <laughs> oh, yeah, they did say that. because uh, cause, um, Collective bargaining agreement. Well, that's, that's what happened with the original. That's why you had... You know, basically the new red, yellow, and black Rangers take over in the original, right? Was because three of them were like, look, we we need better wages for this yeah, show. Yeah, you're That's- making... 
so much money off of our likeness. And we they tried to do the Friends thing. They tried to unite the whole cast. And that's why Austin and Jason David Frank had such a problem for so long. Is because uh, mm-hmm. Jason David Frank's like, no, this, this show's paying me. I'm not going to Right, right. I know, Amy, I know Amy Jo Johnson has ex- expressed some regret when she left. She was she expressed that she didn't leave sooner with the others, too. Yeah. But. Like she wanted to leave sooner? Or she should Or she should have more money. They should have more money. Yeah. They were and, ripped off. Like <laughs> the, the toys were selling phenomenally. It was the number mm-hmm. one thing in America for so long. Like they they should have been you know a little nice to them. Like all right, we're gonna give you guys a little bit of money. You can't even go out in public anymore without yeah, it's getting business, robbed. Man. If they can screw you, they will. I mean, I'm not I'm not thoroughly shocked that a show that is 50 percent Jap- borrowed Japanese footage from a Sentai show, you know, is gonna cut corners still. Like I'm not <laughs> that surprised, but yeah, that's too bad. And you know, given some of the stuff we've heard about what production's like on one of those shows and stuff, how hard it is, like you said, for cast members, especially if they're not being financially compensated properly. Like, yeah, it, it's rough. Like, yeah, Power Rangers Union. Come on, let's get this together, guys. You can do it. Yeah, we did a panel in Monroe, yeah. and they were talking about how, you know, if you they, they made it known that if you were didn't like your role anymore, they had somebody else waiting to take over for you. Because they said that one lady got fired and was recast the next day, and nobody knew that she was even let go until they saw somebody else show up in the role. Like, hi guys, how you doing? I'm the new yellow Ranger or pink Ranger or whatever. But um, guys, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. I try to keep these shows under an hour now because uh, Instagram won't let me upload if it's over an hour. So uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We are all very appreciative. We've got a lot of stuff dropping this week, a new Yoohoo and Tank, because I was busy Friday and didn't get a chance to upload it. But that's coming this week. They make what? Do you, what do you guys make? Cinnamon rolls? Cinnamon rolls. It's like based on a TikTok recipe that Max and his wife do. So it was a lot of fun. Hopefully, take a listen. It's good. Yes. And um, join us next week. I'm sure we're going to have a lot more reviews, a lot more movies to watch. I, I think I'm going to watch that uh, movie about um, Weinstein. Okay. The, I think it's the, about the two ladies that expose him. Yeah, I mean, it looks is interesting. It's on is streaming it now. A documentary, or is it like no, it's no, a, no, no, no? It's, it's, it's like a, well, kind of, but it's like it, they borrow from reality, but it's no. its own thing. It's got oh, okay. um, it's got pretty good, solid reviews, and it's uh, got okay. the 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 lead actress from um, uh, the Big Sick, and I really, really love oh. her. So mm-hmm. that's what made me want to see it. Is I'm like, ah, I gotta watch this. She's in it, so. And then uh, Sturdy says, let's do something at some point, gents. Absolutely, man. We would all love to be on your show talking about horror. Or you come on, we'll talk about horror. It sounds like a blast. And again, check out Mike at YouTube.com forward slash Mike McGTV. Mike's got some stuff in the pipeline that he's going to be working on here very Eventually. soon. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been dragging my heels because the new year and the holiday season really kicked my butt. But I'm back. I'm back starting today. I'm going to start doing some stuff. Right, so you guys can find Justin and I at Three Geeks Podcast on all social medias, and uh, we'll see you guys very, very soon. Hit that like, so, hit that subscribe, hit that bell button to notify you when we do another. Do we have thing. Do we have a bell sound effect? Oh, let me. Oh, Justin, come on! Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, yeah. There's so many options. There's so many. One Let's... more. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, guys. Wait, wait, Oh, that's a lame. Bell. Just, just, Justin is no Fred Norris, but maybe at some point he could be. What do you like for me? Well, thanks for that, Justin. 
Next up, it is Iris from the Goo Goo Dolls. That's a long fall. There we go. Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. No Fred Norris, but you're still still. I'll find the right one. I'll sneak in there. Sorry, Jason. We're pushing it to that hour limit. Yeah, we are. But I I have so many buttons to push. (laughs) Goodbye. Recycle your droids. Recycle your droids. Bye.